Thanks for listening to Middle Aged and Mediocre. I'm Cash. I'm Joel. And uh, we are a podcast about all things strange and unusual, death, UFOs, and other creepy, Cults. weird, random shows. There you go. Yeah. Not uh, just naming things in the room. Oh my god. There's a cult of ghosts. Welcome back to Middle Age and Mediocre. Uh, I'm Cash. I'm DJ Joel. Uh, I hate the DJ Joel's here. Uh, I did not invite him. That's fresh, yo. Mm, I don't like this at all. Uh, yeah, boy. Oh, I hate it. Okay. I hate DJ Joel. I do too. <laughs> I hate Joel though as well. So I'll take Joel over DJ Joel. Oh, he's a good boy. <laughs> he is. He's a good boy. DJ Joel is not a good no, boy. No, he's a bad boy. He will steal out of your purse. Yeah, yeah. He'll he'll ask you for a drink your of your drink. Uh-huh. He doesn't have any diseases. <laughs> he's, he's I ain't got no diseases. To drink. Someone says that you have to believe him. A dollar. Why would you say it if it wasn't true? You got a dollar, big man. <laughs> Oh, a dude in Dollar General called me Big Man today, and it bothered me so much. I just, like, talked to myself walking through the store. I was like, oh, maybe someone would give you more money if you didn't call him fucking Big Man. Like, why? Because then, like, he saw someone else. He's like, hey, what's up, man? They're like, ah, oh, you don't call him Big? Like, he wasn't a big man, though. I mean, you are a big guy. I know, but You're come tall. on. You're a big dude. Yeah, but there's there's other things about me. I, I like to think I'm sweet, you know, I'm funny. He doesn't know that. Well, maybe you should get to he know just, me. He sees you. Yeah. Okay, look, he was a black fella. Yeah. What if I would have just been like, oh, excuse me, black man, and just walked off? Okay, fair point. Okay, that's fair not point. cool. Now, would it not be a little bit, I would, to me, it would be weirder if he was like, hey there, sweet man. <laughs> hey, sweetheart, yeah. like, puts his hand on my cheek and would just kind of gives weirder? it. I, I kind of need Oh, it. you would like that I kind of need that right now. Okay. We'd probably hug, and you do that thing where he'd go to leave without hugging him in tighter, and give him a couple good pats on the back. Just stay here. Just one stay last here for, squeeze. Just stay here for a minute. And just let him go. Yeah. Well, if you're listening out there, if you run into Joe, <laughs> just remember, he wants you to gently touch his face. Yep. And then... If you're a homeless guy from Dollar General early today. And then hug him, and call him a sweetheart. Just don't call me big man! <laughs> hey there, sweet boy. <laughs> Good boy, sweet boy. Yeah, I don't think I like that. <laughs> I'll take them all. All right. Uh, well, <laughs> we got a couple. Welcome of, to Middle Age and Mediocre. We got a few stories for you today. Yeah. Uh, and we've got, uh, I got two true crime stories. All right. You've got a story. Yep. And then I have a story about me being. <laughs> well, I want to hear about that. An absolute idiot. Yeah. So. I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, I've never felt dumber. I haven't felt this dumb in a long time. Uh, so Thursday went, uh, to Columbus on a little road trip, Yep. uh, coming back, uh, right around Athens, uh, something got kicked up, hit my windshield Yeah. and it was loud as hell. I heard a big crack. Yeah. And then on my windshield, there was a big crack in about, about a 50 cent piece. Okay. You know, you could cover it up with 50 cent piece. Okay. And I know that because they ask. I had to call Safe Light. Yeah. And they asked, you know, could you cover what it up? What denomination of money? Could, could you cover you? up a quarter, okay. 50 cent piece? And I was like, yeah, yeah. You're like, I could cover it up with both my balls. Yeah, both balls <laughs> fit right on it. <laughs> but we don't know how big your balls are. And you're like, ask your mom. And I hung up the phone. But then you had to call him right back and be like, oh, look, it's look, me you again. S- I you set me up. I couldn't pass that joke <laughs> up. 
I couldn't. But anyway, about my windshield. Anyways, let's start this over again. <laughs> and please leave my balls out of yes. this. Uh, no, so, I, you know, I, I set up the thing. They were they came by today. Uh, hopefully just to... On a Saturday? On a Saturday, which is it's, it's weird. That's a bunch of good boys. Uh, and, you know, hopefully they were just going to be able to fix it, like, uh-huh. whatever they do to fix it without having to replace it. Yeah. Um, I've seen I've seen uh, YouTube videos. They fill it up with sun, with sunflower seeds, and then they sand that down. Ah, uh, wait, that's wood. <laughs> I was say sunflower seeds. Yeah, that's wood. Well, I don't know how they do it. <laughs> okay. But, uh, so the guy gets here, and uh, I go out, and he asks me to show him where the crack is. So I, you know, point to it, and he's like, uh, are you sure? <laughs> and I go, yeah, it's right there. And he's like, um, I don't know if that's a crack. And I go, yeah, it's right there, you know. <laughs> uh, and I was like, yeah, I was driving back, and I was like, I think a rock got kicked up or whatever. And yeah. I was like, there was a real loud, like, you know, cracked <laughs> off my windshield. Like, you know, I could see it from the inside. And he's like, hold on a second. So he, he goes over to his truck, and he gets out, like, a bottle of, like, windshield cleaner. Oh, uh, yeah. And uh, a rag. You're like, so that's how you fix cracks? And he sprays it. <laughs> And uh, it wipes right off. Oh, okay. Uh, he's like, yeah, I think you just hit a bug. Oh. And I go, no, it was, there was a crack. It was. <laughs> you just wiped it off. And it was gone. Damn. Uh, they charge you for that? You no. Know, I go, um, because I felt like. Did you give him money? Like no, at least 10 bucks or something? I just something? wanted him to leave. <laughs> I wanted it to be over. Leave me to my shave goods, sir. <laughs> yes. You could look him in the eye after that. He was like a young kid, too. <laughs> and I was like, oh. Like, you have a skill. Did you at least smell like weed at the time, hopefully? No. So the guy could be like, all right. There was no excuse. <laughs> there was, I had zero excuses. Oh, my God. Because like, I, I I scheduled it on the way back. Yeah. Like, I didn't bother to get home and, like, look at Inspect it. Inspect it more. I heard a crack. Yeah. I saw what looked to be a crack. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit, I don't want this to get worse. You should have been like, is that a crack on the other part of the windshield? You just had him clean the whole thing? Or I should have been like, oh, what's that over there? And they just... Busted the windshield <laughs> yeah. right there. I told That's you. What you should have did. <laughs> yeah. My hands bleeding. Like tell him to look closer and bash his head off of it. You see it now? That's like some brand new shits right there. So you call me stupid. He's like, yeah, you probably just hit a bug. And he's like, it happens. Which yeah. I was like in my head, I'm like, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. You're just making me feel better. Uh, but no, I was like, I'm sorry for wasting your time. And I was like, do I need to like do anything? Like sign anything? And he's like, nope. <laughs> I need to do anything. Did like video record me <laughs> saying that I'm an idiot? Would that help? He's like, nope. I was just never here. And I go, okay. Uh, he said, wait, that voice sounds familiar. Are you one of the hosts of Middle Age and Mediocre? Because now it makes Is sense. Is this where you record? Because now this makes total sense. Yeah. So. I get it. Oh, man, did I feel like a fucking Damn. moron. Damn. If I would have just got home and just like. Scratch at it. it. Yeah. <laughs> scratch at it a little I bit. I would have figured out. Like maybe maybe it was just a scratch. You could have just felt to see how deep it was. Now, see, this is why I never. Try to take care of problems. Yeah, this is why I would just let things <laughs> go. I'm just like, no, nah, it'll either fix itself or it won't. This would have been a great time yeah. for me just to let it go. You're so, doing a lot of self care, and I don't appreciate it's any not good. Of it. It's yeah. not. It's just not. That's worthwhile. a form of self care. You're like, up oh, cracking the windshield. It's probably safest to get it fixed. <sighs> Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck Man, it. Just the what's uh, the point? The amount of stupidity yeah. I felt oh. whenever he was like, "I don't think that's a crack." I've been there. And I was like, "What are you talking about, man? It's clearly a crack." Yeah. And he just wipes it right off. Oh, so he may have been a magician. You know, now that I'm thinking oh, about it. Oh yeah, was it a hidden crack. camera? 
Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. He's, at least he wouldn't come inside. He stood, stayed out there for like an hour and came in like, all right, it's 150 bucks. Oh, no, I am, yeah, I was like, I honestly, if he would have been like, <laughs> well, you know, it is like $200 for, I'd have been like, yeah. At least 50 or 25 I mean, to come out on a Saturday. I feel like gave him something, you know. I Back just, massage. I just wanted it to be over. Like one of your toys, but can I interest you? I can't give you Vader, sir, because that's going to go to Joel one day. Well, but would you like like a, a sensational Sherry, Magnum TA, Ric Flair? Well, I offered him the Vader, and I said, "Look, oh, okay. we have a bet right now." I'm like, the Browns have to win nine games, and he laughed. Oh, he laughed. He laughed. That's funnier than you calling about a crack windshield. And he was like, "Oh, no, 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 you, you go ahead and keep that." Yeah. Uh, he's like, "But that guy has no chance." Yeah, no, I'm winning that. Uh, so yeah, that was. Brought me back down to earth a little yeah. bit. You know what I mean? Just it's really, humbling. It's, it's humbling. It's humbling. Yeah. And I, I hate, like... Like, I've been wrong before. You know, it's fine to be wrong. the first time. First oh, time. really? Yeah, Damn! Time. Feels weird. Feels weird. I, don't, I don't like it. Wow. But I hate people that are like, you know, like, he has, like, a skill. Yeah. Like, he has, like, a trade. Anytime you talk to people like that, like, you just always feel dumber anyways. Because they know they're talking about, and you don't. Yeah. And then when he's just like, "You fucking idiot!" This is like, "I'm." It's like I don't. Th- where's the crack? I don't see it. He was like, when I walked out. You too, gave him such a good story though for tonight when he's sitting around with his friends drinking. Oh, he already probably called most of it. Like, this fucking yeah. Idiot. <laughs> they have like a text chain chat room deal with all the technicians. Got another one, boy. Scratch. Well, like or he came, dead bug. He came to the door and knocked, and you know, I handed him the keys, and I was like, "Let me put some shoes on. I'll be out to show you where it's at." So when I walked out, like, I saw him kind of, like, walking around looking at all the windows. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Looking for more cracks? Because he was probably like, well, there's no crack there. Yeah. What the fuck's he talking about? <laughs> well, I said front windshield. It must not be that, though. <sighs> but you dumb bastard. But at least it's over. <laughs> yeah, but you, to- you shouldn't have told anybody. I feel like. Or at least all me in the podcast. <laughs> you gotta keep shit like that to yourself, my man. Well, <laughs> you know, I love being an idiot. Yeah. I just love it. I'm good at it. Uh, it just proves to our listeners that you're human. I'm just like, all right. He's not some hero to be put up on this pedestal uh, to be like admired, not and, anymore, like, worshipped, not <laughs> <Nope>. anymore. <laughs> Fell off that pedestal. Damn. But yeah, I, I, you know, I was like, well, at least it didn't. When he said it's a dead bug, did you go? Ooh. I said ooey. Oh yeah, yeah I went ooey. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, I go get it. <laughs> Get it off there. Oh. That was another thing. The guy cleaned my windshield for me. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He like, should have been like, there's another crack over here on this part of the windshield. Not only did he show up for nothing, <laughs> yeah. but then he also cleaned That's my That's why we're at least giving him 10 bucks, like whatever cash I had I on know, me. I don't have any cash on me. I don't keep cash on me. I got my car washed today, and I only had $2 on me. I was like, could I tip $2, or is it better to not tip anything? Because I feel like $2 yeah. is really cheap. Two's insulting. Yeah, but like he came with my oil, wa- my oil change, and like the guy, when it comes out, he like has his little rag and he's wiping it down. And I was like, nothing like shine a turd, huh, buddy? And he laughed and we shared a moment. Well, I think there's that all the tips <laughs> needs. You tipped up the joy yeah, of laughter. There you go. I'm a good boy. That's when you ask. Like, you, I think that's a good time to ask. Like, I only have two dollars. Yeah. Do you want this two dollars? I felt like I, or... I went over that in my head. I was like, do I ask? I like, and I was like, no, just get the car and leave. Just get the car. So I went two dollars and just got my car and drove off. I didn't give him two dollars. Well, you should have just. I like, screamed as it as you were like leaving. You should have just thrown it out the window. 
<laughs> fetch, boy. That's awful. And I kept going. Not because you wanted him to fetch it, yeah. but because like that's all you it's had. It's so awkward, yeah. And you were like, I don't want to fetch it. I wish I had five. It would have been cool. I could have given him like the, like, hey, man, I appreciate it. Like, slapped hands, put that Pay five like right in the palm. Here's lunch on me. Yeah, that's how wrestlers get paid. Yeah. Just, comedians too. You just palm it. Yeah, and drug yeah. dealers. Any kind of, <laughs> any kind of entertainment yeah. industry. Like here's five dollars. Lunch is on me. <laughs> I don't know if you're getting five, <laughs> lunch for five dollars anywhere. I just got uh, just came from Wendy's and I got a chicken BLT, small fry, and water for four forty. Okay, well that's a lunch. I'm wrong. Okay. Try not to drink calories. Oh, okay. I mean calories everywhere else, you know. So I just don't want to drink calories. I hear you. Smart. I'm getting called big man everywhere I go. I, like, I get I, I get called big man all the time. Oh, yeah. I like it. <laughs> that's right. Oh, my God, that's right. I can beat you up. <laughs> I will squish you like a bug. That's how you got to look at it. All right. Like, that's right, big man. Yeah. Yeah. You remember that. At least he didn't say boy, I guess. Yeah. Well. I'm a man. <laughs> I'm like, uh, sir, I have toys at home. Yeah, if he, called, if he called you big boy, that'd be way worse. <laughs> Ooh, sweet boy. <laughs> I don't all want right. Sure. I wouldn't like that. <laughs> I wouldn't like that. Uh, all right, so <coughs> you got a... Yeah, when we do our story first? Sure. It's probably not a good one. Um, this is from the Washington Post. I first saw it maybe on ESPN. I only check... I check ESPN and 411 Mania, and it probably was not Mania. Although it is about a wrestler. Okay. A college wrestler fought a bear to save his teammate, and he won. Oh, I think I saw pictures of this guy in the hospital. Oh, I haven't seen any pictures. I don't think I want to. This is Wyoming. Kendall Cummings, Cummings did not think he would fight a bear on a weekend to live and tell, it says. But his teammate Brad Lowry, it's Mike Lowry, Mike Brad Lowry, Lowry uh, what, what happened? But when a grizzly bear attacked his wrestling teammate, Cummings leaped in to save him. So first off, if I'm getting attacked by a bear and you're there... What's your first well, move? So, I think I've said this on the podcast. You probably before. you've probably fantasized about this. Here's I've said this on the podcast before, and I've said it for years now to many people. My uh, if I could die, if I could pick my way of dying, it would be fighting a grizzly bear. Oh, okay. So, I don't think I've heard that. So I would. If it, I did, I fucking forgot. So yeah, if you were being attacked by a grizzly bear, I'd be like this is it. But not to save me, just because you're ready to die from a grizzly. This is because I get okay. to fulfill a dream of mine. Not like oh no, not Joel. I mean, can I do both? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can. I can die a hero. I appreciate that. And living out my dream. But he's a sophomore at Northwest College in Powell, Wyoming. Mm-hmm. And they were wrapping up a day of hunting for antlers like friends do. Right. How many times have you and I been out hunting for antlers? <laughs> Thousands. I mean, this year at least. Hundreds. Oh, my God. Never found any. Nope. But, but it's I think the friendship along the way is what we found. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, he said, Cummings heard the attack, which is what I've heard about bear attacks. You'll hear them before you see them because they're, they're running at you and yeah. they're fucking gigantic. Yes. Uh, there was a loud crash and he saw the bear on top of Lowry in between the thick trees. And he said he saw the bear mauling his friends and uh, Cummings first tried shouting, yeah, bear. Mm-hmm. I imagine. You're supposed to be a really loud. Yeah. Ah, bear. <laughs> he threw sticks and stones and rocks in the grizzly's direction. But that was not enough. Uh, he acted on instinct. He said, leaped in and grabbed the bear. <laughs> so, okay. long enough for Lowry to escape, Cummings says. And then the bear charged Cummings twice. <laughs> 
And uh, he said Cummings had previously read about what to do if a bear attacks. Uh, but they said it wasn't time to think, so he played dead. He said, I remember curling up. And, he's, uh, and I guess he covered his neck and his head so mm-hmm. the bear couldn't get, you know, vital parts. Laying quiet. Laying on his, yeah. <laughs> he said Cummings watched a bear walk away. And uh, he got up and moved down the mountain. By then, his friends had already called 911. He was flown by helicopter to a hospital. And they just took land. And the ambulance took Lowry. So Lowry must not have been as hurt. Like, yeah, there's his, a, he did a really good job of helping his friends. There's a picture of them in the hospital room together. And Lowry's, like, standing there beside the bed. And the other dude is, like, his face is, like, cut up pretty bad. <clears throat> and I think he's got, like, busted lips and stuff. I would love to have to be able to just use that over a friend. Oh, like, yeah. hey, man, can you get me a drink? Yeah, I fought a grizzly yeah, bear. Yeah, fuck, man. I, when I <laughs> yeah. fought a grizzly bear, you can't, you, can't, you can't get me a drink, though. He does own him now. But I fought a grizzly bear. Yeah, I see how it is. I jumped on a grizzly bear. I could have, but I can't. I'll get my own drink. What sure, you're saying. I guess. Yeah, okay, fine, I guess. You want right. to go to the uh, Brandlers this weekend? or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what I would do if, if I was just attacked by a grizzly bear. And honestly, I don't know what I'd do if you were attacked and I was staying there. Like, I'm kind of surprised the playing dead thing worked. Yeah. Because, like, I've seen a lot of videos of a bear attacking an animal. Uh-huh. And, like, it doesn't usually just stop. Like, <laughs> and it'll usually, like, grab the animal by the neck and just fucking, like, Maybe they're, like, doing that for food, but with humans, they just think they're a threat. So, you know, once that threat's... Who knows how grizzly bears things? If Joe Rogan was here, (laughs) fuck. (laughs) He would go off. I feel like that makes Joe Rogan's day anytime someone... Like, you don't interrupt other people's conversations. Like, if I ever see Joe Rogan, I won't go talk to him. I'll sit close enough and be like, yeah, I bet I could beat a grizzly bear in a fight. He'd be like, what'd you say, motherfucker? Yeah. yeah. No, you cannot. That's that He's just like, Jamie, bring up the video. And, like, all of a yeah. sudden, Jamie runs in with a screen and just brings up grizzly bear fights. Yeah, if there was... If, if somebody was being attacked by a grizzly bear, I'm pretty sure... Just on instinct alone, I would try to like. F- I guess I'd try to fight it. Yeah. Like, yell like just. I, I like how he yelled. Tried to yell in rocks first. I mean, I probably grab like a rock. Yeah, try to fight. I try to something. find something I could hit it with. Yeah, say still stay arms linked away. Something I don't know, man. Uh, it'd be terrifying. Yeah, like that scene in um, what's the Revenant with, with Leo? Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's a good fight scene with that bear. Yeah. And it just lands on top of him. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it would be fun. But, yeah, I've always thought, like, if I, you know, if I got to pick my way to die, what a cool way to go. Like, yeah. you, I fought a grizzly bear. Well, let me pull some strings. Okay. All right. Get a hold of your. I don't get your hopes up. Get a hold of your bear first. Can't make any promises. Okay. See what I can do. <laughs> There's just going to be a grizzly bear. Like, <laughs> I'm going to wake up tonight. I'm going to hear something. Look up. Next thing I know, there's a grizzly bear on top yeah. of me. But me in a suit. <laughs> And I just yeah. want to cuddle. <laughs> now, it's not fair if I'm on Ambien. <laughs> I don't know if I can fight a grizzly bear while I'm on Ambien. Oh, I'd be having a grizzly bear drink tonight now. That would be awesome. There's a good chance I will. All right. Tune in next week. Find out. <laughs> All right. So, uh, I got a couple stories here. Neither one, neither one of them involve grizzly bears. Oh, man. Uh, but we got a good cult story. Okay. Uh, and then, uh, basically, both of these stories are about... Uh, Criminals who are really bad at being criminals. Those are some of my favorite stories. I love a dumb criminal. So, we're going to start with the cult story. Uh, This is the story of Glenn and Justin Helzer. 
and dig the last name. They're called the Children of Thunder. Hell's right there in your name. Hellser, yeah. It's right there. So uh, the Hellsners of Hell. Glenn and Justin Hellser, along with their sister, were raised in a devout Mormon household. Uh, Glenn was the golden child of the family. He was charismatic. Um, people were drawn to his uh, personality, uh, and they were part of the Latter Day Saints Church. Justin, on the other hand, was much more timid and reserved. Um, <laughs> while he wasn't a favorite in the family, he always looked up to his. Uh, big I think they just told him every day, "Hey, Justin, still." Yeah, we don't like you. You are not a favorite. <laughs> he looked up to his big brother Glenn, uh, and he would just basically do whatever Glenn was doing. Yeah. Um, so after high school, hey, I had two older brothers. I get that. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm. I mean, that I think that a lot of good things. You know, it's good to have older brothers. In this case, I don't know. If it okay, maybe. Uh, we'll one. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> if you guys would have made some better choices. Uh, after high school, Glenn served in the National Guard for a while, then went on a Mormon mission trip to Brazil, uh, and everybody there loved him too. Yeah. So just everywhere this guy goes. People love him. Man. Uh, Same. The beginning of Same. the Same. Everywhere. Uh, upon his return to the U.S., Glenn took a job as a stockbroker, got married, had a couple of kids. Uh, over the next three years, he got really into a self-help, self-help program called Impact Training. Um, TNA? TNA Impact Training. Wow. Uh, Was he suicide? That's a wrestler. And this, uh, he's Relic, which is killer. Relic. Oh, yeah, it is. Uh, and this training kind of like uh, got Glenn to really start focusing on accomplishing accomplishing all of his goals in life. Um, but this was around the same time as well that he was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Um, so he probably had a lot of goals. He did, and Every all of them personality were, you know, just had more and more goals. They were out there. Um, so out, he separates he separates from his wife. Uh, and he starts engaging in a lot of behavior that the Latter-day Saints Church did not approve of. Uh, drinking, drugs, partying, all the fun stuff. <laughs> um, and Justin was right there the whole time. You know, he was oh, big brother, Glenn's dude. wingman. Um, and both brothers were excommunicated from the church. Uh, so the two brothers decided we're going to start our own religion. Fuck yeah! So they start the Children of Thunder. <laughs> The Children of Thunder. Uh, the Children of Thunder's members included Glenn and Justin. Oh, the two of them. <laughs> but they would get a third. Uh, over Memorial Day weekend in, in 1999, uh, the brothers attended a Mormon-sponsored murder mystery dinner oh. in Walnut Creek, California. I cannot imagine uh, a worse <laughs> thing to go to. Really? Like... I saw where some friends posted they were out of one of those last last night. Well, okay, so like going to a murder mystery might be like a decent a Mormon time, murder mystery, but though, a yeah. Mormon yeah, mystery okay. dinner. No, thank like, you. Yeah. Uh, seeing as both brothers <laughs> had been excommunicated from the church, uh, everybody there was kind of like, you know, you two shouldn't be here. What the fuck are you doing here? Um, and most of them, pants. most of them were, or, and both of them were dressed all in black. Oh, so. You know, they were the devil. 99, this is the, this is the same time as Columbine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at the dinner, they met a lady named Don Godman. Uh, so you got hell and God. Wow, yeah. Uh, she going to be the lightning? And she was feeling a little bit like an outcast herself. Uh, she was new to the church. She was socially, socially awkward. Uh, and, you know, Glenn, 
having the personality of a cult leader. Yeah. Immediately recognized all this. So Don soon started dating Justin. Uh, later, she moved into the, a house with both brothers. And before too long, she was sleeping with both of them. Hell yeah! <laughs> and she became the third brothers member. Brothers don't shake hands. Brothers share their girlfriends. Uh, she became the third member of the Children of Thunder cult. Um, so, have you ever been to a murder mystery dinner? No. I've, no, I've seen that episode of Saved by the Bell, mm. where they go to the murder mystery like thing. Yeah. I've seen it on TV probably some. They might be fun, yeah. but I don't know. Uh, we should do one, and then we can uh, we can you know, talk about it on here. Seems like a lot. Of, oh, like yeah, like not. No, no, I don't one. want to put it together. I want to put it together. No, no, fuck no. Yeah, I would go to one. Okay. Um, and it might even be better if we did go to like a Mormon one, <laughs> like just for the story. Oh god. Uh, like actually, listen, but we don't really want you guys for religion. But they like ask us to leave. Like you guys can go. <laughs> so, Glenn develops. Um, the 12 Principles of Magic. That's too many. This is going to be what the Thunder of, or the Cult of, what the fuck's like the Like they have 10 Commandments, we're going to have 12. 12. That's two more. Yeah, this is what this is what the Children of Thunder are going to live by. Uh, number one. The C-O-T? I am already perfect, and therefore can do nothing wrong. Fuck, I mean, that's all you need. <laughs> that's it, right there. How many other rules are there? Number two. Oh, there, there's more. There is no <laughs> such thing as right and wrong. Number three, I am all-powerful and therefore the creator of and accountable for everything that occurs in my life. Number four, life is always right. I embrace all of my results. Number five, all of my results I have created to learn from at some level. These are too many words. <laughs> Number six. Yeah, you're going to have to recite all these back to me. <laughs> oh, God. Number six, I know nothing. I believe nothing. I simply perceive without fear. Number seven, it is of no concern to me how accurate or inaccurate my perceptions are, and therefore I am always right. Because you know nothing. They're just saying the they're same just, fucking shit. They're just saying things. He's like, we got to sound smart. They're just saying things. Yeah. Number eight, unconditional fearless love is the most powerful force in the universe. Okay. <laughs> Number sure. nine, spirit knows. <laughs> That's number, it? <laughs> number 10. He he started to really lose some steam yeah. with that one. <laughs> number 10, milk and eggs. <laughs> oh, the grocery list! Number 10, I gain total control by losing all control. Number 11, life is such a precious gift. And when I give back to life, immediately life gives more back to me. And therefore, I am forever in its debt. What goes around comes around. And number 12... There is a higher power than mine, and that is my Savior, Jesus Christ, the Son of my Father. Number Which, 13, don't eat the yellow snow. Those are all just such it's bullshit. Horoscope shit. Yeah. It's just like the it's just the same shit worded a little differently with like all these like fucking hot words. Just the or words. Whatever. Do you remember a few years back I started posting uh under the Beard of Death brand motivational quotes? I don't. You remember those at all? Uh uh-uh. uh. So I posted those. Like, I did them for about two to three weeks. And I'd post a new one every day. And it actually, I got, like, people shared it and stuff. They were all such horseshit. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason I did them was because at the time, like, the whole daily motivational thing was becoming, like, yeah. more. Uh-huh. I would see them all the time. And I was always, like, you know, we have certain friends that are big into that kind of stuff. Uh, 
and they would constantly be like, you know, they would like put them on their, like, they would like, constantly talk about them, like put them up stuff. Yeah. And I was always like, these are such horseshit. <laughs> like anybody can write these. Yeah. So I would just do the dumbest. Just to prove it. Yeah. So like this stuff is. And it backfired because yeah. people liked it. <laughs> <laughs> but then I started. You like, changed lives. The last, like, I did not the last week, up. you could definitely tell lives. that I was like getting really, because I would like start to like. Like Thursday is Thor's day, so like the hammer, you know, I'm starting to get like, <laughs> I was like, all right, fuck you guys. Uh, but yeah, this kind of stuff is so easy to write. Yeah, like when you're when you're like just spilling out the bullshit. Uh, so, anyways, this was just the start of Glenn's big plan for the Children of Thunder and the world. Uh, the Twelve Principles of Magic was what would <laughs> was what he thought was going to get everyone in the world on the same page. People uh, love magic. I hate it. Other people they like <laughs> the, uh, but he's got he's mixing magic with religion, yeah, uh, and like he's talking about how he's in control, like you're in control of your own thing, it's, but it's also God is still like it's just a mess. It's all to get laid. Um, he decided the next step was to take mission trips to uh, Brazil to volunteer with orphans, and he was going to try to use this to kind of spread the message. Um, they wanted <laughs> now. So on these mission trips, though, his his real goal was he wanted to train. Like this is we so we just reviewed um, Halloween three season of the witch, uh-huh. and a lot of that, you know, as we're watching, we're like, what the fuck is happening? Why is this? This is kind of like this could be a part of that plot. Yeah. So his plan was he was going to train. He's going to turn the kids to snakes and bugs. He was going to train these orphans to be assassins. And they were going to assassinate Mormon leaders so that Heltzer, Glenn Heltzer, could make himself the leading prophet of the Latter-day Saints Church. Oh, he had a long game. Long game. Wow. (laughs) You know, genius. And then he would have been like, ta-da, magic. It's also kind of the plot to Zoolander. Little bit. Where uh, Will Ferrell's character, yeah. uh, Magatu, uh-huh. is like secretly making people assassins. A little bit. Uh, so once he installed himself as the head of the church, his third step was even more evil. He was going to start his own self-help movement. Oh, step one, kill yourself. Yeah. Uh, he called this movement... is his idea. ...the Transform America. So the goal, the goal of this was to unite everyone in a state of peace and joy in order to uh, hurry up the return of Jesus Christ so he could defeat Satan once and for all. So, the plan is to go to Brazil, train orphans <laughs> to assassinate all the Mormon leaders. Uh-huh. He, oh, I get it. He would then step in as the leader of the... Well, I guess I'll be the leader since all the these, everyone's Saints dead. Church. And then that was going to somehow get the entire world, uh-huh. which I don't believe... There's a huge population of the world that believes in Latter Day. I believe like there's a very specific, you know, population. Sure. So I don't know how much of the world would have really. They wouldn't have got me. <laughs> so, however, you know, when you're trying to uh, plan world domination, what's the biggest uh, factor? Magic. Money. Money. You gotta have money, right? <laughs> you can't just go take over the world without money. Yeah. So. To accomplish any of his goals, Glenn needed some money. Uh, and it's not like you could go to the bank and talk to a loan 
you know, officer. Take your 12 steps of magic. <laughs> exactly. Here's my 12 steps. And uh, there you'll see my uh, assassination plan. Yeah. I believe you will find it. Uh, I mean, I can't, I can't, Port, or Brazil, you know, there's no free there are orphans, Brazil. So I'm giving orphans work. And, uh, you know, that's saving money right saving there. Saving money, really. <laughs> You'd be dumb. You'd be losing money not to invest in this. Uh, oh. So... Since he really, you know, he knows he can't go to the bank to ask for a loan for this. So he comes up with some ideas. Uh, the first idea was to start up a high-end prostitution ring and then blackmail the wealthiest clients. Not a bad plan. No. Uh, but, you know, that's kind of... Uh, I have something like that in the works now. I don't want to get into it. I feel it. like that's going to take a little while. <laughs> yeah. Uh, unless you can just really hit, like, the top tier uh, right from the get-go. Second idea... Um, he was going to uh, trade stocks in a chain of fast food restaurants and then uh, manipulate the stock price by damaging property and calling in fake threats. <laughs> so, again, probably going to take a while. He's an ideas man. <laughs> he is. Uh, and then third idea, um, extort money from five of his former clients that he worked for when he was a stockbroker, yeah. then kill them oh. and feed them to the dogs. I mean, if you're killing people already, what's five more? I mean, you're, you're jumping. There's dogs now? He's jumping from, you know, getting into the stock market and somehow collapsing the price to, let's just kill people. Yeah. That's Blackmail first. Blackmail with some whores. <laughs> uh, so, Glenn uh, convinced uh, um, his girlfriend... You know, he was banging Don. Yeah. But his girlfriend was a lady named Selena Bishop. Oh, more. So uh, he he black or he convinces her to open up a bank account in her name, but give him access to it. Come on, baby, don't you love me? You've you've heard my plan, baby. Yeah. You know it's solid. <laughs> uh, he told her that he was about to inherit a bunch of money, and he needed to keep it all hidden from his ex-wife. And that's why he needed her to... Egyptian prince. He needed it in her name. Yeah. That way his ex-wife couldn't get a hold of it. Oh, these uh, ex-wives. And Selena wasn't a member of the cult. Um, because she was not meant to be a part of the long-term plan. Uh, once the money was collected and laundered... That doesn't sound good. <laughs> the, he was going to sever ties with her. Um, she actually didn't even know what his real name was. Oh. She thought his name was Jordan. Jordan. So... Uh, Jordan Michael. Now, Selena Bishop... Uh, is the daughter of Elvin Bishop. You know who Elvin Bishop is? Uh, Utah Jazz Center from the 70s. That is... Who is that? That is not know. Elvin Bishop. <laughs> Elvin Bishop, uh, he had... Um, he was a musician. All right. uh, his biggest song was from 1976 called Fooled Around and Fell in Love. I'm sure you've heard it. It was on the Guardians of the Galaxy. Fooled around and fell in love. No. <laughs> nope. I've heard it. Uh, it's on the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack. All right. Uh, fooled around. Fell... Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's a good song. Uh, but Sure it is, nerd. Yeah. So uh, he, he's her father. Um, so we talked about. I bet he has some money if he's got the Guardians of the Galaxy like, Well, this is in 99, so he doesn't have that money yet. Oh, it's not out yet. Uh so, you know, again, Glenn had five former clients that he was going to target here. Uh, the first targets, though, uh, they weren't home. So <laughs> Damn it! He moved on to, to number two. That wasn't in my plan! Which is, yeah, you can't plan for that. <laughs> uh, 
you know, sure, you can stick around I mean, and wait for them to get home. If someone had a plan against me, it would always work because I'm always <laughs> yeah, fucking I'm always home. Too. Unless you're, like, there right now. Like, he's gone. Like, he's at Cash's. Yeah. And then they're going to come over here, and now you're part of that yeah. plan. I'm, I'm either at work or I'm here. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, every once in a while, your place. Come get uh, this. So, they went to number two. Uh, Ivan and Annette Steinman, a retired couple from Concord, California, and on July 30th, 2000, Glenn and Justin dressed up in their finest suits and knocked on the Steinman's door. Uh, We're the Brothers of Thunder! <laughs> the Brothers of Thunder. <laughs> they basically, uh, you know, went back to their Mormon days where they would Brother go door to door. Uh, once they were inside the house, they held the couple at gunpoint. Glenn forced the couple to take six pills of Rehypnol, um, which Rehypnol is uh, uh, the date rape drug. Okay. Um... And then made them write a series of checks totaling a hundred thousand um, dollars, but Annette Steinman could not fill out the checks because the drugs were putting her to sleep. Because again, good plan, guys. They rape drugs, yeah. so uh, they thought. <laughs> what if we hold her hand and then we write it? Oh no, but she's right. Oh no, it. he had a much better plan. Okay, so. You know, she's falling asleep because they roofied her, right? Yeah. So how do you how do you uh, counteract that? You make them throw up. You have her smoke meth. Oh! <laughs> it's, yeah, make her throw them up or have her smoke. Luckily, we got this meth. You sound like fucking meth ideas. Now that meth has entered the chat, all of this is making sense. Is it not? That's how they got 12 fucking laws of magic because you're on meth. I'm like, oh, man, we got to. Yeah. Everything's like so much longer. That's why the one is just spirit or whatever because he's like, to the meth head, that sounded fucking amazing. <laughs> Um, but we smoke it too. Like we're gonna make her smoke it, but then we're gonna smoke it. That's okay. I love that plan. So the meth did not work on the seventy <laughs> record scratch. What on the seventy-eight year old Annette Steinman? I mean, it worked, uh, but killed her. So Dawn ended up just just forging the checks herself. Yeah. <laughs> so probably should have just did that. Uh, I think they should have held her hand. <laughs> now you've wasted math. Yeah. You've wasted good math now. Um, and then they killed and dismembered the Steinmans. Oh. So, really, they should have just went with the forging of the checks yeah. right off the bat. Right them with the knives, and then they do it. And look, all right, well, we're still going to kill you. Because <laughs> uh, we're on meth. Because we're on meth. We're going to smoke meth first. They went as far as to crush the victim's teeth with a hammer to try to, you know, avoid God any damn, kind of... they are on meth! <laughs> yes. Because this way they would avoid, you know, anything that could identify the bodies. Teeth have vibrations, and the vibrations are going to tell them what they want. Uh, so then they took the, the bodies and the body parts and stuff to Glenn's dogs. Oh, my God. So the dogs could eat them. You don't want to do that to your dogs. Turns out the dogs weren't hungry. <laughs> not very. The dogs were, the, so the dogs. Did they, they call him a bad boy? The dogs did not have an appetite for uh, human bodies. Uh, boy. So they don't eat them. So instead, uh. They stuffed the remains of the bodies in six duffel bags, tossed oh. them in Steinman's van, uh, in the Steinman's van, and then they went out to toss the bags in a nearby river. Um, they sent Don to the bank to try to deposit the checks, and again... Not the bank of the river. No, okay. like a bank bank. And again, because bank meth, bank. Yeah. Uh, they have Don with... <laughs> they say, hey, big man, I got this check! You want he oh, Don shows up to the bank wearing uh, she's in a wheelchair for no reason uh, wearing a lime green tracksuit a silver hat <laughs> red boots and a huge <laughs> pair of sunglasses 
inconspicuous, dog. Uh-huh. Don's too stupid to know what inconspicuous means. Uh, yeah, because... There's your Halloween suit. Read it again. <laughs> wheelchair. 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 There's a wheelchair on Reed Street. Someone's just throwing it away. Okay. The person probably died there. Lime green tracksuit. <laughs> yep. Silver hat. Silver hat. Which I'm assuming, like, cowboy hat is what I'm picturing <laughs> on my head. So I see a baseball hat. Or maybe hat. a top hat. <laughs> Uh, red boots. <laughs> Top of the day, big person. <laughs> and a huge pair of slug glasses. Uh, Inside the bank. Because you know, like, what you want to do whenever there's going to become security camera footage uh, yeah. is you want to make sure you stand out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want to be the star of the show. Uh, like, is she in there yet? Like, just wait. You'll know. You'll, <laughs> you'll know. Oh, she'll be rolling in in a minute. <laughs> you'll know. She'll be uh, rolling in. So, in order to deposit the checks, in such a large amount, the bank manager needed ver- verification from the Steinmans to ensure that the checks weren't fraudulent. Because, you know, you really can't just show up with, like, a $100,000. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming they did, like, $50,000 checks or something. Like, so, like, why all these but like, checks? And... You got you to gotta be like, well, they probably didn't just write you checks for this yeah. much money. <laughs> uh, so... Um, uh, so let's see. So the, yeah, they had a hundred dollars in checks from this elderly couple that they killed that they could never cash. Uh, the bank suspected fraud, of course, uh, and they called the police. So the police look into the Simons, uh, figure out that they're missing. Um, they also start looking into Selena Bishop uh, because she's the one that they were trying to uh, deposit the money into that account. Yeah. Um, the children of Thunder Cult. Uh, now started to try to cover their tracks up. Um, Glenn picked up Selena for uh, just a random camping trip to Yosemite, um, but uh, said, oh, but first we need to stop by the house. Um, and, uh, you know, Selena kind of wondered a couple things, like uh, why, are there, why are there three duffel bags and why do you have a hammer? <laughs> um, <laughs> we're going to stop at the house so I can definitely not kill you. And then we're just going to go on our trip, okay? okay? As soon as I don't kill you, we are going on the trip. So get prepared to not be killed! What's the meth? What's the meth? So when they get to uh, the house, um, Selena's mom is staying at Selena's apartment. Or when he goes to pick up Selena. Uh, he figures out that Selena's mom is there, Jennifer Villarin. Um, so he, he's like, ah, shit, uh, she's going to be able to identify me and the car. So there's more of a trace. So, uh, Glenn and Justin, um, I don't know how like Glenn got out of the camping trip. I'm assuming there was like a, ah, fucking last minute. I forgot about this other thing. (laughs) So he gets out of there. And uh, him and Justin... magic isn't going to magic itself. Him and Justin go back over later that night and shoot uh, Jennifer Villarin and a friend of hers that happened to be over there, um, shoot them dead. Oh. So on August 7th... uh, That's my birthday. Well, police arrested Justin and Don. Man. Uh, Glenn managed to uh, run and uh, flee to a neighbor's home where he attempted to rob them of their car, a gun, and whatever cash they had on them. And then he went out the back door, but was <laughs> apprehended soon afterwards. Um, uh, so while they did try to cover up all their tracks, um, Justin and Don's fingerprints were found in the Steinman's uh, minivan, along with the chainsaw, chainsaw they used to dismember the couple. 
Glenn's car and Justin's truck match the description of vehicles seen nearby all of the crime scenes. When the police checked the house, uh, the three shared, they found that carpets had been recently uh, replaced and the bathroom had been scrubbed completely clean. Oh, man, you clean when you're on meth. I've, yes. I mean, I've never done meth. But from I what I've heard, yeah. uh, it, it is you do become productive. Yes. Um, it was believed they had tried to get rid of any blood or trace evidence of their crimes, but for some reason they overlooked the paperwork in the house that mentioned the Steinmans and Selena Bishop by name. <laughs> Uh, For some reason. A phone number that came up most frequently on Selena's pager traced back to the landline at Glenn's house. Um, uh, oh, and the reason you know he goes over to kill Selena's mom is because she could identify him, but he didn't really think about all of Selena's friends <laughs> that uh, he had also, you know, she had talked about Glenn to, uh, well, Jake or whatever she knew him as, Jordan. Yeah. Um, Jordan. Jordan Michael. So... Don uh, met with a cult deprogramming counselor while in custody, and once she came out from under Glenn's spell, she reached a plea agreement to testify against the brothers to avoid the death penalty, and she received a sentence of 38 years to life. Glenn decided to plead guilty to all 18 charges against him. Um, once he, yeah, they probably they thought that meth, he just lost all yeah, energy to fight anymore. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I did it. Uh, he it wasn't a plea deal or anything like that. He just accepted that he was, you know, it was over, um, and he was ready to get on with whatever he had coming to him. He received five death sentences, and he is still currently on uh, California's uh, death row. Uh, but due to California's current moratorium on executions, he's just kind of chilling. Yeah. Uh, Glenn's guilty pe- guilty plea threw a wrench into Justin's defense strategy. Uh, the two were original. The two brothers were originally going to be tried together for the murders, uh, and Justin was pleading not guilty by reason of insanity. Uh, but with Glenn just being like, "Nah, we fucking did this," yeah. uh, Justin was found guilty and received three death sentences uh, for the murders of Selena and the Steinmans, as well as two life sentences for killing Jennifer Villarin and her friend James Gamble. In 2010, uh, Justin attempted suicide by stabbing two pins into his eyes. Damn. Uh, which resulted one in each eye or like just two yeah, in both the eyes. Uh, okay. That resulted in permanent blindness and mild brain damage, but did not kill him. And then three years later, he went ahead and hung himself and killed himself in his jail cell. Now, Damn. I, you know, I'm not. I wonder how he did that blind. I have no uh, uh, desire to kill myself. Yeah. But I think if I did, stabbing myself in the eyes with two pins, probably the last. Choice. Same I with hanging. <laughs> hanging is not much too. better. But uh, I don't know how you your brain goes to because you're off meth now. Yeah. So I don't know how your brain goes to. I'm gonna put two pins through my eyes. Yeah. Uh, that's probably why it didn't work because you couldn't really get. Yeah. Like I don't whole... feel like you're gonna like the eyes aren't controlling like your heart and everything. So like you know now if you could shove it through your ear somehow like up into your brain that might do it. Okay. But I don't that's know. Seems like a dumb way to go. Uh. So let's go ahead and take a break. All right. Um, we'll talk about other ways we could, you know, kill ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be right back. And we're back. Uh, I did not like any of the ways you came up with. Uh, <laughs> I thought they all lacked creativity. We kept stopping me. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean for you to demonstrate. It's not suicide, I guess, if I kill you. But <laughs> uh, All right. So second story time. Uh, and this one, uh, we're going to start 
uh, in Madison, Wisconsin, back on June 29th of 2021. So pretty recent. Pretty recent. Um, and uh, there's a dude named Omar Job. He's an enrollment coordinator at Madison Area Technical College, and he receives a phone call. Uh, the man that he was speaking to said his name was Chandler Halderson, and that he was having trouble getting a copy of his school transcript and had not yet received his diploma after graduating the previous semester. Uh, Chandler had been trying to use the online portal on the college's website, but every time it would not complete the request. He then said that he had been emailing back and forth with a couple of school administrators, Alyssa Brandt and Dan- Daniel Spythe, uh, and had been getting nothing but excuses from them. So Omar does a little research on the phone with him, and he can't find either of those names. Um, so he starts to dig a little bit deeper while on the phone with Chandler. Uh, he digs into Chandler's file, and he sees that uh, Chandler still owes uh, two thousand over $2,000 on his tuition balance. Um, and that, uh, the system is showing that Chandler had not only graduate, had not only not graduated, but he actually hadn't taken any of his classes at the school since fall of 2020. Um, so, uh, you know, Chandler, the guy that's saying he's Chandler just says, uh, okay, well that should do it then. Thank you for your help. <laughs> and he hangs up. So Omar Job uh, doesn't really think much about it until later he sees the name Chandler Halderson again, um, and this time he sees it in the newspapers. So, or I'm assuming just probably on an uh, online news site. Yeah, what's the newspaper? Uh, so, a little bit about Chandler Halderson. Um, prior to, uh, he seemed to have a lot going for him. Prior to June 2021, uh, he was 23 years old, a recent college graduate, according to him. According to him. Uh, he had been working remotely at home for an insurance company. He also volunteered with the local police department as part of their scuba search team. Oh. He was still living at home with his parents, but he had plans to move to Florida with his girlfriend soon um, because he had been offered a job from SpaceX, Elon Musk's Okay, thing. yeah. Um. Unfortunately, though, in early June, he took a nasty spill down a flight of stairs that ended with a concussion and required him to wear a neck brace. Uh, he'd been suffering from headaches. How the hell that happened? Tingling in his extremities and frequently feeling lightheaded. Uh, the doctors had told Chandler that if these symptoms worsened, he might have to go in for brain surgery. He was strongly discouraged from any long distance travel until he fully recovered. So he had to cancel his move to Florida and he had to pass on the SpaceX job. Oh. Uh, so on July 1st... They uh, doctors in, in Florida? Well, they don't want him to travel. Well, it's a little travel. Come on. <laughs> uh, Wisconsin to Florida is a bit yeah. of a hike. Uh, so on July 1st, Chandler's parents, Bart and Krista Halderson, left for a trip to their cabin in Langdale County, which is about three hours north of their home in Windsor, Wisconsin. Windsor, Wisconsin. Uh, they left early in the morning before Chandler had woken up. Uh, they were picked up by a couple of friends who were going on the trip with them, and Chandler could not recall who those friends were. So that Sunday morning, Krista sent Chandler a text message informing him that they had decided to stick around to catch the 4th of July parade in White Lake and that they'd be back home one Monday night or maybe Tuesday morning at the latest. Uh, the couple had not returned by Wednesday morning, however, and Chandler filed a missing person report, missing persons report, with the police. Uh, 
so with the uh you know he is how old did i say he was 23 Three, yeah um uh that was pretty much so from what i just told you the only truth in that was that he was 23 he did live with his parents he did make a missing persons report uh and he maybe maybe fell down the stairs yeah but uh he hadn't graduated college he was not working for an uh, insurance company. Um, he wasn't a certified scuba diver, and the local police did not did not have a scuba search team. <laughs> uh, the offer from SpaceX never actually happened. He had no plans to move to Florida. Um, uh, or he did have plans to move to Florida, but he planned once he got there and didn't have a job. Uh, well, I don't know what he would have done. Um Hooker, you know, he would have gotten there with his girlfriend and just been yeah. like, "Oh fuck, SpaceX Elon fired me. decided not to hire me." Elon turned Fucking to a robot. Elon. <laughs> uh, and uh, you know, he could have tried to use the uh, neck injury thing, but that also turned out to be bullshit. Um, uh, he did go to the hospital uh, because he did maybe fall. But the doctor basically told him, uh, here's this neck brace if you feel like you need it. Yeah. But you're fine. <laughs> um, you don't need it, but. Uh, I mean, I'll if you really you feel like dollars. it can help you, here you go. So Chandler decided to wear the neck brace all the time so he could get, like, sympathy from people yeah. and milk the injury. Um, Ted Bundy. <laughs> he wore an arm brace. Uh, so while this is happening, um, his parents kind of started getting suspicious. Uh, because he's telling his parents that he works for this insurance company too, um, and he, as, according to him, you know, he's constantly working. Yeah, uh, like he's always on calls, making money, probably making some money, but yeah. he, he doesn't ever have money, <laughs> so he always needs money from them. Um, so he tells his parents at one point that it was a glitch in the company's payroll software, uh, and as soon as they got all that cleared up, they were going to give him all his back. Then. Yeah. So you know, it's just just a minor inconvenience. Keep giving me money. Um, Chandler went as far as to create fake email addresses for his fake employers. Not so much work. Just go to work. <laughs> and he would correspond with himself <laughs> through these fake ones to back up his lies whenever his parents wanted to see proof of yeah. things. Uh, he did the same thing with college. Ah. He made uh, he made up um, Alyssa Brandt and Daniel Spythe. Um, uh, with, uh, and emailed back and forth you know, with them. Um, he even went as far as to buy burner phones and include their phone numbers for those burner phones in their email signatures. <laughs> so he put tons of work into not working. Uh, uh, so if the parents tried to call these two uh, school you know, administrators or whatever, um, he wouldn't just like ignore the call yeah. and let it go to voicemail because like, that would probably be pretty simple. Yeah. He would actually answer the phone uh, and pretend to be them. Like, hi, Mom. I mean, Mrs. Mom. <laughs> so, uh, now, when I first started talking about uh, the phone call with that Omar Job guy, um, Chandler hadn't called Omar. It had been his dad, Bart. Yeah. And he was pretending to be Chandler because he was trying to get to the bottom of what the fuck is happening. Yeah. You know, is my son. Whole family of liars. Yeah. Uh, but he had kind of, you know, started to think like uh, – uh, you know, this is all bullshit. Chandler's lying about all this. So um, he'd also kind of started to notice some uh, discrepancies in things Chandler was saying. Um, 
like in the emails uh, from Alyssa Brandt, one of the school administrators, sometimes her last name would have uh, be spelled B-R-A-N-D-T. Yeah. Sometimes the T wouldn't be on there. I can't spell my name right every time. Okay. It's probably also in the email, but like, hey, big strong man. Because uh, <laughs> he's writing it to himself. Uh, you know. One of the fake people that Chandler had created from the insurance company. One of the fake people. Tom Selznick. Uh, Sells is right there in the in the in the name. Yeah, came uh, up with that. His title was listed as human recourses specialist, <laughs> which you know most places don't have that. Um, I've heard of resources. So, you know, Bart pretends to be Chandler to call about the school thing. Uh, after the phone call, Bart tells Chandler that uh, Eat my shorts. Yes, and uh, he's a Bart Simpson. Sorry. He tells him, "Hey, I've got a uh, in person appointment scheduled at the school for us." July first. Uh, so me and you're gonna go and meet this, meet them, and can I guess what happens? Straighten all this out. Sure. What's your? Is he gonna kill his parents? Spoiler alert. Because uh, uh, you can't let motherfuckers know you've been lying. So the last thing that Bart had texted his son Chandler was around two fifteen p.m. on July first. It said, "I'm ready when you are." Uh, shortly thereafter, the health app on Bart Halderson's iPhone stopped recording data. <laughs> Uh, and that's that. that's pretty much where uh, authorities assume yeah. the time of death is right yeah. around then. Uh, Chandler then texted his mom, uh, "Dad's phone died," which pretty dark choice of words there. Yeah. Uh, and he adds, "Text or call and get soda on your way home." Oh, I've got an extra hour of work. So this motherfucker kills his dad, and then plans to kill his mom. Get soda first. But hey, can you, I'm gonna get thirsty. This is <laughs> He's gonna, gonna come home with Cody. He's like, I want Pepsi. <laughs> He's setting up his uh his reason here. He's like, Well, she brought Pepsi, and I asked yeah. for Coke. Um So the entire reason that Chandler even found himself in this mess, um uh, was that, you know, all of the lies that he was he had made was like crumbling around him. Um and now he had to cover up double homicide. Uh <laughs> So, you know, he's not good at lying Any, or anything or else. Anything. He's good at lying. Yeah, I mean, he's good at making up names, and he's not good. So it only took authorities about 32 hours from the time Chandler filed the missing persons report uh, for him to be arrested. Yeah. Uh, one of the first things the police investigated uh, in the disappearance of Bart and Krista was they went and checked out the cabin that Chandler said they had went to for the weekend. Uh, when they arrived at the cabin, they found that the place looked like no one had been there for quite a while. There was a fallen tree across the driveway, and the grass was overgrown. Oh. The cabin itself was locked up tight, uh, and once they made it inside, there were zero signs of recent activity. Police also became suspicious about the text message Krista had sent, had supposedly sent her son about how they were going to stick around to watch the July 4th fireworks, uh, because she sent that on, I believe... Um, or she said that we were going to watch them stay on a Sunday to watch the fireworks on Sunday. Yeah. But White Lake held, holds its fireworks parade on Saturday. Oh. Um, Get so facts straight. On Monday, July 5th, two days before his parents were reported missing, uh, Chandler had called his girlfriend's mother to ask if he could come over to swim in her pool. She said she was going to be away from home for most of the day, but he was welcome to come over and swim anyways. When she got back home, uh, Chandler wasn't in the pool when the cover was still on it, but she did see his SUV parked way back near the wooded area at the back of her property with the back hatch open. 
when Chandler emerged from the woods, he appeared rather despondent. Uh, he kind of awkwardly got into the pool, but really wasn't swimming. He was just kind of like cleaning himself off. Huh. Uh, his girlfriend's mother didn't really think much of it. Um, because, you know, as far as she knew, he'd been going through a lot recently. Um, but then she received word about the missing persons report, and she called the police to let them oh, know what was good. So when police arrived at the property, uh, they noticed right off the bat that there was a flock of vultures circling <laughs> overhead. Um, so they go into the woods, and under a pile of branches, they found a human torso with bullet wounds in the back. No head or no arms, though. Uh, the legs were cut off mid-thigh, and ah. still had the pants on, so like he just basically dismembered them while they were wearing clothes. Ah, his parents. Also on the property, they found an SKS rifle stashed away under some wood by the barn, a blood-stained tarp in the woods, and in an old water tank, a bunch of cutting tools, scissors, and saw blades also covered in blood. Uh, DNA tests later matched the blood to both Bart and Krista, um, but just the discovery of all of that was enough for them to arrest Chandler on suspicion oh, of murder. Yeah. With Chandler's arrest, those who had witnessed some of those bar- bizarre behavior over the past week or so started coming forward to share their experiences. One of his neighbors told the police about how he had knocked on their doors inquiring about footage from the security cameras. <laughs> and he the- was like, hey, what's the best way to cut through flesh? If, if, <laughs> if you, you're mine. If you had to do it. If you, yeah, like what's, what do you think would be the best? Do you have a saw? <laughs> So the neighbors kind of thought at the time, like, you know, his parents are missing. Yeah. So they thought maybe he was just seeing if, like, they yeah okay. the footage showed yeah. them or anything. Um, but the, the neighbors did tell him, well, actually, uh, the cops already have the footage. Oh. So he, like, they said that he, like, noticeably Too slow, got nervous. Mofo. Um, Chandler's girlfriend told the police about He's how like, cool, 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 so the girlfriend told police that she had wanted to hang out with Chandler for, um, uh, or she wanted to hang out with him two days after his parents disappeared, but he said he was too busy with a long list of chores his parents had seemed had left for him to do, uh, which she kind of thought was weird because you know he's a lazy bastard. Yeah, so she's like, "You're not going to do, you're not doing anything." Like honestly, I, I'm, I, how does he have a girlfriend? Yeah, is a question I like to ask. Yeah. Um, uh, I have that question a lot. How does he have a girlfriend? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then whenever uh, they made plans to get together the next day, she asked him if there was anything he needed for her to uh, get him, and he asked for hydrogen peroxide and to borrow her Swiffer wet jet. No reason. <laughs> Do you have a vat of acid around <laughs> or anything? Hey, if you were going to, like, saw through people. Yeah. Do you have, like, a backhoe and, like, I don't know, an acre of, like, woods I uh, Later, she noticed that he had his location turned on on the Snapchat app. Um, and she a, noticed. She was tracking. And instead man. of being at home, like he said, uh, the app showed that he was near the Wisconsin River instead. Uh, she caught a screen grab of this uh, and sent it to the police. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, so everyone hates him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the police searched the area, and they found, out, they found what was later identified as Krista's... Uh, Complete right leg and her left foot. Ah. Um, 
So this and Bart Halderson's torso were the only body parts that were ever recovered, kind of. Um, another one of Chandler's neighbors testified that on July 1st, he had noticed a strong smell of burning wood in the neighborhood. And after a few minutes, the smell changed to what he described as uh, barbecuing a large pork. Oh. Um, I don't think it was pork. Security camera footage from a neighbor's house had a view of the front of Chandler's house. Uh, uh, so at around 3 a.m., the light uh, you could see, like, the from the camera, you could see, like, the fire burning. And at around 3 a.m., the light got really, really bright all of a sudden. Like, it got, like the fire was out of control. Yeah. Um, and then went out really quickly. So, from what investigators could tell, while trying to incinerate his parents' remains in the fireplace, uh, Chandler didn't realize that when uh, fat is put over a fire, it yeah. becomes highly flammable. So You need a burn barrel if yeah. you're going to burn a body. You don't throw it in the fireplace. Yeah. Um, I learned that in that to making a murderer show on Netflix. Mm. Yeah, they had, they had the guy whoever killed the lady had a burn barrel. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, it looks like I the, mean, they didn't help that person, but and they found um, broken glass from the fireplace around uh, that area. So it looks like the fire got out of control, busted, yeah. you know. Um, and then while he was trying to put out the fire, Chandler lo- appeared to have cut his foot on the shattered glass, which is why he probably needed the hydrogen peroxide. Oh, yeah. Um, a total of 230 bone fragments were retrieved from the fireplace's ash trap. Um, it appear, it is believed that after the fireplace broke, Chandler's hiking trip through the woods became Plan B. Um, he, As soon as he was arrested, he invoked his right to remain silent. Smart. And he has not said anything about the murders. Oh, yeah, it's still going anything. on. Um, recent. This guy's a piece of shit. I hope he hears this. So now even... So, you know, he's terrible... At life, yeah, uh, he did not get a great uh, all that just so he didn't have to live up to his lies. Yeah, uh, he, he just uh, embraced. That's what I've done, you know. Just embrace your your mediocrity. Now, as good as he is at life, he got as good of uh, his defense attorney was as good as being an attorney as he is at being a, oh, a, a person. <laughs> his defense attorney started off the uh, opening statements by mispronouncing his name, um, <laughs> called him Chander. Oh. Uh, the, uh, so like, um, usually whenever you hear, like you watch true crime documentaries or whatever, and you hear like defense attorneys that know, like we're fucked, like this guy's clearly goddamn guilty. Like they always try to get like super, super, super creative with their defense. So this defense attorney started, uh, with the jury when she started speaking, when they started speaking to the jury, they said, to be sure to look for what you're not told, because that's evidence <laughs> just as much as any evidence is. <laughs> that guy's on meth. So the it, lawyer's on meth. It was Glenn. Yeah. So it only took the jury two hours to unanimously Sorry. find him guilty in March of twenty. Two hours. They probably had lunch. You know. They can... <laughs> yeah. Like Willie's going. Like he's guilty, right? All right. Well, let's hang out a little. Let's bit. Let's order food. Yeah. Uh, let's have a big orgy, then we'll go out there. He was given the maximum sentence allowed on all charges: two counts each of first degree intentional homicide, which is a life sentence without the possibility of parole; mutilating a corpse, which is seven years and six months. Hiding a corpse, seven years and six and months. just being a bad boy. And providing false information about a missing person, which is three years. Uh, all of that will be served concurrently. Uh, Chandler Halderson's lawyers never called any witnesses in his defense, um, uh, including him. <laughs> the only thing Chandler said in court came at a sentencing hearing. 
And he said, Your Honor, I want to take this opportunity to state my intention to appeal my convictions. If there are any lawyers listening and willing to take on my appeal, please reach out to me. It's not that I do not have feelings. It's that I was wanted it's that I was warned to not show them due to the scrutiny of this case. So like, I'll, I'll I'll go ahead and show my feelings now. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> uh so yeah, terrible, terrible humans. Uh very bad at crimes. Yeah. Uh, again, like as we've talked about all these true, this true crime stuff, it does kind of seem though like if you're bad at this, you're gonna get caught. But then, like if you're halfway decent, the cops are too damn stupid to yeah. figure it out either. Yeah. So it really like I think the only that people that get just caught really bad. are just bad at it. He, he just tried way too hard. Yeah. <laughs> he tried way too hard to be lazy. It would have been so much easier just to find a job. Yeah. Just anything. <laughs> like get an actual remote job if you don't want to leave your house. Like. <laughs> So, I mean, I know the job market's rough. Sell your feet. Pictures of your feet. Yeah, sell, sell your feet. Sell pictures of your feet. Or sell your feet. Whatever. You're not doing anything with them. Look, I got, I got seven feet. Do you, got, you guys need feet? You need feet? I got seven at the house. All right, let me know. I'll ship you a foot. All right. So, uh, you know, I guess the lesson of the day here is if you're going to be a murderer and a criminal, be good at it. Yeah. Don't be bad at it. I would say don't do that. Just don't do it. Yeah. But if you are, if you, are. you know, be good at it. <laughs> All right. Well, you got anything else before we get out of here? Oh, so it's Halloween, right? We it got our party we're going to next Saturday. Next Saturday. Uh-huh. And then Halloween, trick-or-treat. Halloween is on a Monday. Yep. Uh, my vacation ends Monday, which is... Oh, you're on vacation right now? Yeah. Cool, man. That's already, how you went to Athens. You got the big crack in your windshield. It's already almost over. Yep. Damn, it goes fast. It does. It went by... You're going you're gonna to need a vacation to... to I need a vacation from, from my vacation. Oh, you, if you don't say that on your first day back to the first thing someone says to you... How was your vacation? Could have used another vacation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you guys will lie with the whole rest of the day. Could have been longer. Could have been longer. Goes That's by what she too said. Fast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it certainly does go by fast. Yep. I have not done anything that I plan to do. I had like a few plans. Yeah. None of them. Feels good, doesn't it? Awful. Oh, I like making plans Feels and awful. then be like, fuck them plans. I mean, they were like productive things yeah. that I w- would like to have done. Fuck them productive I got two things. days. I got today and tomorrow. Yep. Not going to do it. Man. I got to figure out a costume. You need another vacation. For the Halloween party I, next dude, week. Dude, I just figured it out for you. Oh, yeah, salt and pepper? Yeah. Salt and pepper? You got a black shirt on your pepper. But you got to be Spinnerella. Because pepper shakers, no, like salt and pepper I know what seasoning. you're saying. Pepper shakers are black. Salt I wanna, shakers are white. I want to be the hip-hop group, salt and pepper. Okay, we'll talk to your lady. So you've got to be Spinderella. Though. I'll be Skeletonarella. <laughs> Skelarella. Yeah, I'm Skelarella. <laughs> okay. All right. I like it. Cool. Not... I don't care if you like it. Oh. I'm doing it. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> So dislike it, and then now I don't do want it. you to do it. All right, I won't. I feel bad about it. now. <laughs> I won't. Okay, good. Uh, what are you doing? As what are you? I'm just your... a skeleton. You're just a skeleton. Yeah, I got the skeleton shirt, and then I bought the little top half face mask, and oh, well, I'm, I'm just gonna be pre skeleton then. All right, or would it be post skeleton? You're a regular person. You're, regular you're person. a skeleton with like a bag of flesh. Yeah, I'm just gonna be that. We're all skeletons. Yeah, but I'm gonna like that's that's what I am. Okay. If you're going to be a skeleton. We're like before and after. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Perfect. Cool. All right. We got to figure it out. <laughs> right. I'm so lazy. All right. Uh, well, I guess we're out of here then. All uh, right. We'll probably be back. I guess so. Next week with uh, a couple more horror reviews. I'll be on meth. October. <laughs> and we're going we're gonna to give this whole meth thing a <laughs> yeah. try. See what see what all the kids are talking about. 21 joints from the other episode. I done did that. So now we got to try some meth. Now we got to try some meth. <laughs> all right. Until then, uh, I think we should become the children of thunder. 
Okay, yeah. You want to? Yep. Because it didn't work out for the other guys. Oh, so that's I like our the costumes. Name. The Children of Thunder. Children of Thunder. Yeah. Thunder. Thunder. We wish you the meth. We wish you. <laughs> we wish you a methy Christmas. Yeah. So we wish you the best. We wish you the meth. We wish you the meth. May meth be with you. Perfect. Meth. <laughs> <laughs>